Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome to the Sisters Pod. I'm your host Malaka, and today's episode is all about something that I think we can probably all relate to, which is the need for a social media detox. I mean, I know personally I've tried to take one, um, and I'll talk about how that went later on. But I think this is really something that's needed right now, especially in the run up to Ramadan, when you want to be focusing more on, you know, things like reading the Quran or praying your sunnah prayers, voluntary fasting, things like that. And I think it's something that can probably help us, not just with that, but also with just making more time for things that are important, like, you know, spending time with your family, or even just picking up a hobby that you maybe have left um, a while ago or something that you've always wanted to do, but you feel like you've never just gotten the time to do it. But yeah, we'll get straight into it. Um, So reason number one is, I think... I would say it's the main reason, but I feel like each reason, each reason, sorry, has um its own merits. But this one is the social media overload. So I think we should start by acknowledging the elephant in the room, right? Which is that we get this constant stream of information, like we're bombarded with it every day. Every time you open social media, there's something new, and I'm sure everyone's familiar with the phrase doom scrolling. Um, I know I'm guilty of doing it as well, but we're literally, I think we need to realise that we're bombarded with updates, photos, opinions 24-7, like every time we open it, also the notifications as well, I feel like that's a whole other story with like notifications and how that sort of gets you into that cycle, but I mean it's no wonder that so many of us feel so like stressed and just overwhelmed I think, but we don't take the time out to appreciate that and sort of you know recognize that we need to take a break but yeah I feel like there's that um which were obviously the negatives but there are also positives that I think I should appreciate as well such as like staying in touch obviously with friends and family you know so without social media I feel like it would just be obviously a lot more difficult to stay in touch um and I don't know, I feel like with social media, there's there are many positives, obviously, I want to appreciate them, like, you can find, like, your own community, so if there's, like, a niche that you really like, um, I can't think of anything, but if if you can imagine, there's, like, sort of a community that you really want to join, but in your area, like, where you live, there's no one who is really into that, but if you go on social media, you can find your people, and I think, honestly, I th- I feel like that's one of the most amazing things about social media. Um, and also another thing, raising awareness, um, obviously, for instance, for Palestine, which is super, super important. Um, uh, obviously, we should keep doing that. But at the end of the day, I feel like you have to see whether the benefits outweigh the negatives for you personally. So obviously I'm not saying to stop staying in contact with your loved ones, completely not what I'm saying, but there's actually this book that I read recently, you might have heard of it, I'm not sure, it's called Deep Work by Cal Newport, and there's this really, really good quote that I've got here, and I'm just going to read it out to you guys. So he says, these services aren't necessarily, as advertised, the lifeblood of our modern connected world. They're just products developed by private companies, funded lavishly, marketed carefully, 
and designed ultimately to capture, then sell your personal information and attention to advertisers. I think just take a second to really process what he's just said. And I can't lie, when I read this, I... The thing is, I kind of knew it. Um, There's this documentary, uh, it's called, what was it called? Uh, oh, I've forgotten the name, but it's on Netflix. And it's called... the Oh, The Social Dilemma, that's the one, yeah. I feel like when I watched that documentary, that was when I sort of first got introduced into the the real sort of peril of social media, right? I never really deeped it before, but... I would really, really recommend reading um, Cal Newport's book. It's called Deep Work. You can find it, I think, pretty much anywhere. Um, but yeah, I w- like from that quote, we can take from it that like at the end of the day, you know, these apps are free. Where, where the users? Um, there's that thing that people say, right? Um, when you sort of use drugs, uh, like recreational drugs, you're the user. And then the only other time that we're users is when we use social media. And I feel like that's always something to keep in mind is that obviously, like I've said, there's so, so many positives, but you have to outweigh whether those positives are, you know, worth you spending as much time on social media. Um, But yeah, I feel like this is all sort of bringing into the picture that trying out a detox especially in the run-up to Ramadan, where you want to sort of clear your intentions, um, clear your mind, essentially, and I feel like the purpose it will serve is it will really try and... It will really make it clear, like, why you use social media. Like, what is your main purpose? Is your main purpose to stay in touch with your friends? Um, Or is your main purpose just to doom-scroll, like, um, (laughs) to stop you feeling sort of any emotions? And things like that. So I think it's really important. Um, It's really important to at least try it, I feel like. I'm not saying do like a full cold turkey 30 days if that's really, really difficult for you. But you could try maybe one day or like a week and see how it goes. But yeah, we'll move on to reason two, which kind of, I think they all link a little bit. But this one is the impact on mental health. So... Obviously, I'm not going to go into too much detail here because I'm not a mental health expert. But there is a strong link between excessive social media use and mental health issues, which range from anxiety to depression. Now, if you're experiencing like any of these mental health issues, obviously, I'm not um, I'm in no place to sort of give advice. Um, I think that a good place to sort of start reflecting um on the impact of sort of social media on your mental health is to reflect on how much time you really spend on it. So I'm not sure if Android phones have this, but if you go on your screen time, I know that I've really started to be more mindful and I've started checking it more. And I've added the little widget onto my homepage as well so that I'm reminded of it every day. And I, it's, it's kind of like a competition. Every day I try and make it lower than what it was the day before. So if it was, say um three and a half hours on monday where if it got to like tuesday or wednesday i'll be like okay let me try and keep it to like three hours or like even below 
um, maybe like, yeah, two hours, 45, something like that, just to make sort of a noticeable difference um, and to actually feel like you are, you know, actively cutting down on how much time you're spending, right? Um, but yeah, so one, reflecting on it, and then two, you want to reflect on what you actually do when you use it. So linking back to what I was saying before, if you're just sort of doom scrolling or watching cat videos or I don't know, like just anything that sort of, I don't want to say productive because I feel like that's, you know, you are, (laughs) of course you're allowed to, you know, have, if you've got free time and you want to scroll a bit on social media, that's fine. But I'm sort of talking about when it goes to an extreme, I guess. So when you're, you know, in a cycle of scrolling and you don't even realise that you're doing it. So I know it's happened, like, to me. I think it's happened to pretty much everyone where you're, like, on Instagram, for example, or TikTok. You're scrolling and scrolling and then one second you're like, whoa, like, where's the time gone? You know, it was, I don't know, six o'clock. Like, how's it? How's it um, seven or eight o'clock right now? So I think it's really important to... Yeah, see actually see and actually reflect on how much time you're spending on social media. Um and then obviously if it's for positives, you know, if you're having conversation with a friend or um raising awareness, things like that, then see it obviously positively. Um but you know, that's the whole point of reflecting, right? you can see whether your usage is positive or negative and you know and I would say this I would say whether it's um whether your usage is well whether you would see it as positive or negative I wouldn't like me personally I'm not going to class it for you because I feel like everyone's use is a bit different and you know something I would see as a positive use, someone else might see as negative. But I would say if if you can really tell that whenever you open your phone and you go into the social media, you're only using it for good things most of the time, then, I mean, you probably don't need a detox, to be fair. Um, If you're really mindful of it, but obviously <laughs> this episode is mainly for, you know, people like me, I would say, who maybe don't uh, pay so much attention to sort of the positives and, you know, stuck in like a cycle of doom scrolling um, and things like that. But yeah, we'll lead on to reason number three, which links again to reason number two. And it's just the social comparison and the impact on self-esteem, which I guess is kind of really similar to the mental health aspect. But I think this is more of a universal thing. Because with self-esteem and comparison, I think that hits home for everyone. You know, not even just on social media. When you're when you see people in real life, you sometimes compare yourself to them. You think, oh, like, you know, I wish I had... Um, I wish I had that girl's sense of style. You know, things like that. Um, and... I think that when it's on social media, it's more potent, I want to say, than in real life. And I think that's what makes it a lot worse. Because the thing with social media is, and I think we all know this, is that 
people only put their best selves on there we only ever see the positives and when you think about it you're getting bombarded by that every day just you know this person's going on holiday this person's living their best life in i don't know um barbados something like that and when you see that every day it really does make an impact and i don't think we deep it enough to think that actually why are we comparing ourselves to what's not even true like we're comparing ourselves to certain tiny tiny snippets of people's lives that don't even show the full picture and I think deep down you'll know this I know that I know this but still you know and I I still like I will own up I still fall into the trap myself um of like self-comparison and you know sometimes I'll put myself down and think oh you know for example, why am I not being as productive as, you know, this person that I'm seeing? Or, like, in the context of, like, studying, if I see someone, if I see a video on Instagram, for example, and it's like, oh, um, how I study for 11 hours a day, or something like that, and I'd be like, why can't I do that? Um, and not even just that, sort of, just the, the photos, and when you like in your feed you see all these photos of you know the perfect people and the perfect lives and and even like related to your dean you see you know people who show their sort of morning routines where they wake up at 5am every day they read you know so and so many pages of the quran they do all of these things you know really productive um and then you look at, you look to yourself and you think, you know, you sort of put yourself down and think, why can't I do this? Why am I not doing this right now? And I, I've certainly felt that as well. But you just, you just, like, and this is exactly why taking a detox will be good for you. Because it brings you out of that vicious cycle. And you're actually being mindful of sort of, you know, you're being mindful of the fact that what you see isn't necessarily fact. And even if people seem as though in this photo they're living their best life, it could be that actually that was, you know, the worst day that they've had um, maybe this month. Um, you know, I've heard a lot of stories like that. And it's true, we just need to keep it in mind. So I think taking a break from social media can really help you to ground yourself um, and to stop comparing yourself to sort of unrealistic um expectations i guess um and yeah the the reality is no one's really living the dream life no one's perfect not everyone has everything sorted out in their life so i would definitely say if any of this sort of resonates with you and you feel like you're stuck in the cycle take some time away to and could just ground yourself and make yourself more self-aware. Take that break from social media and focus on what you want to improve in yourself. Not what you see on, on, you know, this person's got this routine or, you know, that person's doing this every day. That seems good. No, don't think of it like that. Look into yourself. See, what do I want to improve in myself? What, you know, what do I want to see? Because no, no one knows you better than yourself, right? At the end of the day. No one knows you better than yourself. And it's so important to do that self-reflection. Find out 
what you personally want to improve and then focus on doing that right and the detox not only will it help you reflect will also help you put into action you know changes you want to make we'll move on to the fourth reason which i think sums it all up um and it's about the addiction factor so i left this till last because i feel like the word addicted is quite loaded um and i feel like it's got a different definition for everyone because everyone has no one has the exact same levels of attachment to social media but it is true that social media platforms are designed with the sole purpose of keeping us engaged and sort of keeping us in that loop of you know staying on the app um and i mean tiktok prime example it i think i'm not even sure how they do it but they tailor the feed to you so perfectly you're seeing everything that you want to see and it's because they literally get the best psychologists in the world to help them design it and and i mean it's no secret sort of how addictive these platforms are and it's like what i was saying earlier about um you being a user either if you take drugs or if you use social media but i think it's time to address it to be honest because even though it's out there in the open how how much they're trying to sort of make social media addictive we haven't really sort of processed it i think and i want to say we're kind of in denial like me as well um after i watched the social dilemma i sort of maybe after a day or two i was like okay i'm gonna delete my social media i'm gonna do this gonna do that and then maybe like a month later i just forgot um and i was continu- continuing as normal um but i was doing a bit of research on this and i found a think it was a blog and it was like an interview with a stanford psychiatrist called anna lemke and the question posed to her was is there an antidote to our addiction to social media and i'll read out what she said so she said yes a time out at least for a day but a whole month is more typically the minimum amount of time we need away from our drug of choice whether it's heroin or instagram to reset our dopamine reward pathways A month-long dopamine fast will decrease the anxiety and depression that social media can induce and enhance our ability to enjoy other, more modest rewards again. Yeah, she's basically saying that, you know, if you take a detox, that's kind of the antidote, right, to sort of the addiction. And she speaks about dopamine. um, And I think there's a really good podcast by Andrew Huberman um, on sort of dopamine and how to to i think reset um your dopamine i'll definitely check that out um i'll put it in the link i'll put the link sorry um in the description yeah so i'm just gonna read that last part of the quote again a month-long dopamine fast will decrease the anxiety and depression that social media can induce and enhance our ability to enjoy other more modest rewards again honestly i think that one sentence was probably the most powerful out of it because the thing with this sort of short form content that we're seeing all the time on social media it really shrinks our attention spans which is so so bad i only had a quick look um on sort of articles and things on sort of the effect on attention span but honestly it's really quite it's really quite worrying um what's been found because 
I mean, even if you just think about yourselves for a second, when you're seeing sort of five to ten second um, videos, and you just scroll whenever you sort of lose interest, that really has a wider impact on everything else that you do. Um, and I've noticed it myself, I think. When I watch TV shows, I have a lot... I have a much, much lower attention span. And when I'm starting one, if it doesn't sort of, you know, capture me in the first maybe five, ten minutes, then I probably won't finish watching it. And I think it's... I think that's so bad. And taking that detox would really help to sort of reset that attention span um, that's gone down so much. Um, and just to bring it back to um, Cal Newport's book, he does go on um, to say more about quitting social media. And he says that, obviously, it's all well and good if you do take a detox, but you need structured hobbies if you want to stay away from it. And I thought that was a really good point that he made. Um, and he said something like, if you, you know, if you don't structure in not, I don't want to say productive, but if you don't structure in sort of hobbies and activities, then the only thing that you're, you know, you won't be making a significant improvement. All you'll be doing is that process of sort of punishing yourself and saying, okay, I'm staying away from social media. And then, you know, you don't really have anything to do, right? So get those structured hobbies schedule them into your day um to make sure that not well obviously i would say have you know have some time to yourself have some time to just sort of sit and think or like spend time with family but do sort of keep your day structured with positive activities you know maybe going for a walk or um playing sport things like that and i think this really resonates with me personally because I did try a social media detox in, I think, July this year. I did it for 30 days. And I'll be honest, I this was before, albeit before I read um, the book Deep Work, but I did not do so well at structuring my day. I think, I'll be honest, I don't think I did much at all in terms of sort of, hobbies or activities and it was mainly just I would replace social media with watching television which obviously it's not the best um sort of way to do a social media detox but if I was to do it again I would definitely take on his sort of advice I would structure in maybe something I've wanted to do maybe you know um learn learn a new language you know something like that to keep me keep me occupied but also to just really bring your intentions back to things you want to achieve in life right because I mean if you want to accomplish anything or achieve anything you need time to do that you need to dedicate time and the time away from social media is the perfect opportunity to sort of pursue those stuff so yeah I mean bringing it back to sort of taking the actual detox and 
sort of deciding whether it's time for you I would say if after listening to sort of those four reasons if you think that if you feel I guess a sense of guilt for the amount of time that you're spending on social media I would say you should try out the detox at least for a week see how it goes but definitely for a month if you can if you've listened to these and you've felt well actually I think social media is a benefit for me I don't see it having, you know, a negative impact on my mental health. Um, I already sort of, I'm already self-conscious of the time that I spend on it. And I'm, you know, I'm proactive in sort of cutting down the time, uh, things like that. So then I would say, I would, I would say to still try it. But, you know, if you don't, if you don't really think you need it, then, you know, that's perfectly fine. Um, but for those of you who do think you need it, I'll break down the steps that you can take to make it as painfully as possible um, and to give you the best chance of success, inshallah. So, start with number one, which is setting your intention. So, when you set out your intention, you're basically reflecting on why you personally feel like you need a break. So, you know, everyone's reason is going to be different, right? Think about whether it's for your mental health, whether it's to spend more time doing things that you love doing or things that you've always wanted to start doing. And just set that intention. And something really important I want to add is write it down because that will be sort of a permanent reminder as to why you're doing it. Not in a negative way, not to sort of like, you know, bully you into sort of staying on the detox. But just so that if it you know if there comes a time when you're like you know 15 days in and you're thinking why am I actually doing this you can look back at that and remind yourself that you you know you 15 days ago really had this intention to be more mindful and to take this break right and just to add to this first step make dua right make dua ask Allah to make this a beneficial break for you because you know it's obviously all well and good you know doing taking the initiative and sort of doing this yourself but ask Allah for that guidance right you know ask him to make it productive beneficial um and really make a lasting impact um and when we move on to number two which is setting clear boundaries. So obviously, if you're taking a detox, that means that if you do use some social media, such like Instagram, to stay in contact with friends, then it's going to be hard to sort of take a detox and just not not tell them um, anything for 30 days. So what you want to do is send a message to the people that you talk to quite often uh, on socials, and just let them know that you're taking a break. Um, now, this is not to say don't stay in contact with them. Of course not. Tell them, you know, give them... Well, if they already have your phone number, perfect. Just tell them to text you. Um, if they don't, then you can give them your phone number. Um, and yeah, just tell them you're taking a break. You can text me here. And I'll be honest, I don't really think it will make much of a difference compared to if you were talking to them on social media. Um, I know I found that true when I took my detox. Um, so that hopefully shouldn't be too, 
too sorry big of a hurdle and also the important thing is that it sets an expectation it make it sort of holds you accountable right because these people won't expect to be contacted by you on social media so it gives you that push i think we all need to really take it seriously and also another thing is you won't get that temptation to check your social medias see if you've got any new messages because you know that you've told people to text you so yeah that's number two which is saying clear boundaries moving on to number three which is i think really the most important point uh, and that's to delete all your social media apps from your phone and also log out of them from your computer um like i know some people sort of use twitter on their laptop um things like that you want to log out on your computer and then delete the apps off your phone and not don't obviously don't delete your accounts um just the apps so that you know you're not you're not tempted to go on them because i know that some people just log off but you really want to create that friction which will make you more likely to stay off compared to if you just if you just either logged out or switched off the notification because when you're bored you'll be like it'll be easy for you to just you know muscle memory and just check you know what's going on on instagram um so yeah that's point number three and then number four which is sort of during the detox you want to keep a journal to reflect on how you feel now this isn't sort of as crucial as the other points but it's so so valuable to be able to look back and see what changes have happened because you're sort of documenting it in real time right and at the end of the 30 days, when you look back at it, it's so helpful to inform you about whether the detox actually helped and how it helped. And that way, you know, going forward, you can be a lot more mindful about your usage. And because you've experienced, you know, the highs and the lows of the detox, you know that, you know, you can say to yourself, I have the power to, you know, not be spending so and so much time on this app or that app and you can you sort of have it in yourself to ground yourself and set those boundaries even sort of after the detox I think that's so important um and moving on to number five make a list of hobbies slash activities that you've always wanted to pursue but you've never found the time or you've just been sort of reluctant to start So linking back to what Cal Newport has said about, you know, the scheduled hobbies, you want to sort of make a shortlist, right, of fun stuff and, you know, hobbies, things like that, and schedule them into your day because it's so important to stop yourself from getting tempted to re-download your socials. Um, But it's also important to choose stuff that you enjoy. So don't try and make this 30 days, you know, the most productive time of your life or something like that because it's just going to lead you to want to get back into social media and you're going to get frustrated with yourself if you try to be you know super perfect because I mean no one is and no one can really change you know their whole life around in 30 days right and I mean obviously there's still a huge benefit of the detox 
but you want to schedule activities that you enjoy so you know things like going for a walk if that's something you like or reading a book um painting or maybe meeting up with friends a bit more as well and just going for a coffee right um make these lists and then hopefully hopefully you won't be as tempted to check your socials and then the sixth step which i think is the most important um if you're muslim schedule in daily time with the quran if you don't already and focus on sort of establishing habits like you know praying five daily prayers um if you if you're not consistent with them sorry if you're not consistent with them yeah um praying on time um maybe starting to pray to hundred if you don't already and engaging in more dhikr um and i think that when you schedule in this time right you know not only is it immensely helpful with sort of getting you you know closer to your deen but in the run-up sorry to ramadan it's gonna already get you in that mindset to sort of you know for example the time that you would be spending sort of scrolling mindlessly if you're doing dhikr instead that's so much more beneficial for you when it when it comes to ramadan you're gonna have that habit already right and it's gonna make it so much easier for you and you can sort of focus on you know other things like reading more quran and there won't be as much friction as there was maybe last ramadan because i know for me you know you know when i was talking about sort of the short attention span that affects everything and in the constant sorry, in the context of, you know, sort of praying more sunnah prayers or um, engaging in dhikr, you feel like because of the amount of time you have to spend on it, you get sort of, it puts you off of doing those activities because you just, you feel like you won't have the the sort of self-control to stay consistent in doing them and that will stop you from doing it in the first place so I think yeah just trying to schedule in that time so so important and you know it will help you get into the right mindset and you'll feel more in control of sort of yourself and your desires because instead of sort of scrolling all the time you'll actually have you know you'll be doing obviously what's beneficial for you and at the end of the day I think we all know that doing obviously doing more good deeds is beneficial for us not for anyone else and if we compare it to scrolling of course I'm not I won't um sort of negate from the fact that there's so many positives of social media like I was saying before and I know there's a lot of like Islamic reminders as well but something that I try to remind myself of is that although there are lots of good reminders, there's also, you know, those odd videos in between the, you know, I think just some useless stuff, right, on there that just, you would have been fine without watching it, right? So maybe like a prank video, I don't know, something like that, right, that sometimes pops up in between these videos. And if you think about how much time you're spending on there, you end up seeing a lot of those useless videos right 
So instead of, you know, during your detox, instead of sort of having that 50-50 split of sort of reminders and random videos, instead you can be in control and you can schedule in this crucial time to get yourself close to your Dean, establishing those really good habits. And, you know, inshallah, when it comes to Ramadan, you'll be prepped and ready. Like, you'll be so sort of you know, hyped to just get into the run of things um, and really make the most of Ramadan. And, you know, that's kind of the reason why I released this episode sort of in the run-up to Ramadan because if you sort of take on this challenge, if you do this detox, you know, I'm sure 100% that it's going to be beneficial for you. And, you know, even whether you schedule in these sort of activities or, or not, like the activities of you know reading Quran or um and things like that whether you do that or whether you do the hobbies either way I think it will be beneficial and obviously I would recommend trying at least one of the um sort of things that I've mentioned to do with your dean such as like more liquor you know see what you feel comfortable with because you don't want to overload yourself if you're not used to praying the hundred for example don't sort of schedule it in for every day because if you miss it one time you're just gonna put yourself down and you'll get upset so keep sort of your goals as keep them I don't want to say realistic because I mean everyone does understand their own limits I feel like but just the main point is don't beat yourself down if you sort of you know you feel a temptation to scroll instead of, you know, doing liquor, for example. Because it's natural, right? The whole reason for the detox is to slowly sort of wean yourself off of spending more time on social media. So, yeah, that's the last tip. Um, And, yeah, just to wrap up today's episode, I really, really want to encourage you guys to reflect on your relationship with social media. And I want you to think, is it genuinely adding value to your life or do you think it's time for a detox and just remember it's perfectly fine to take that step back and really prioritize your mental well-being you might feel a pressure to sort of stay on social media um to you know see what your friends are up to or you know to see i don't know the latest sort of trend or something like that but you know, don't feel guilty about prioritising yourself over that. And if this episode did inspire you to take a detox, let me know how it goes. Um, my Instagram is at thesisters.pod. And yeah, I just want to say a huge thank you for joining me on this week's episode. Um, until next time, take care, stay tuned for more episodes. And yeah, keep me updated, let me know how it goes. Um, inshallah, it really works out. Um, for all of you i really hope that this episode brought some value to you guys um i'll see you next week assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh